Welcome to the Pursuit of Relentless podcast. I'm super excited for today. I have Mr. Gary John with me, who is an expert in holistic healing. And I heard about him about a year ago through a couple of friends of mine. And they said, you got to meet this guy. So I am very grateful to have Gary in my office today. And I want him to tell us a little bit about uh, quantum holistic arts and how he transitioned into being a healer and whatnot. So welcome, Gary. Thank you very much for the invite, Elena. It's a pleasure to be here. My business, I started up on April the 1st, which is a wonderful day to start a business up, mm-hmm. in 1992, mm-hmm. and it's been going full-time ever since. Cool. I had uh, an office on Franklin Avenue for 19 years, and then when the rents went through the roof a few years ago, I moved my office to my home. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're quite right. I, uh, I worked in the oil industry for 23 years, and I was very fortunate. I worked in... Uh, six countries on four continents and ended up in Fort McMurray in 1984 working for Syncrude. And it was very shortly after I came to Fort McMurray that I started opening up spiritually. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things were happening to me. Um, I will call them phenomenon, for want of a better phrase. And um, I spent about two, two and a half years searching I went to many, many workshops all over the North America, mm. and uh, <clears throat> I actually became a workshop junkie. Mm. I don't know how my wife stayed with me. I have no idea. <laughs> She's very, very supportive of my whole my transition. So it, it got to the point where I was so deep into this that I was not enjoying my job. There's nothing wrong with the job I did, which is a process operator in yeah. the control rooms. There's nothing wrong with the job whatsoever, but it wasn't for me anymore. Mm-hmm. So after going to a couple of uh, one-week retreats, I found that this is where I needed to be. But I wasn't 100% sure of which area within the holistic field because it is a very big field. So I asked my guys, I did meditation, and said, if I'm supposed to be doing this, then please show me which avenue I need to go now. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as we ask questions like that, our guides give us the answers. All we have to do is look. There's a, a lovely old saying which says, for those with eyes to see and ears to hear, and that's exactly what it is. Boom, there was the answer straight there. So I was introduced to this lady who came into Fort Murray for a short while, and she was doing, she just come back from this wonderful um six-month training course in Nelson in BC. So I did a couple of sessions with her. I was blown off the table by her, and I picked her brains, found out all about this course, and I went with my wife down to Nelson for a couple of days for the interview, and I got accepted. It was 26 weeks long, eight hours a day, five days a week. It was mind-blowing. Most incredible six months of my life. So long story short, I finished at St. Crude on the Friday, and I started this course on the Monday in Nelson. And after 26 weeks of the most amazing, in-depth learning experience that I could ever have wished to have had happen, I came back into Fort Mac, as I say, on April 1st and started my business up and been doing it ever since. So with your business, how have you transitioned like, did you feel that you were just really drawn to that one path? Or did you think that there was multiple paths that you could help people with? 
Absolutely, Eleni. I, I started off doing what we call mind and body rebalancing, which is a combination of, of uh, body work and uh, energy work. And after I became familiar with it, then I realized that it was time for me to branch out. So over the years, over the 20, 27 years, whatever it is now, I've actually got about 10 different certificates for different modalities. Some of them I, I don't practice anymore, but most of them I do. So I went straight out then and decided to go for uh, Reiki, uh-huh. energy healing. And I, had, I found a wonderful master in Fort McMurray here, um, Vern Dugas. She's now moved to Nova Scotia to retire. So I did my Reiki training all the way through with her. And then I became a Reiki practitioner. And that was, uh, I got my master's in 1998. And I've been teaching it and uh, working with clients ever since. And this past weekend, I've just done a, a certification for um, Reiki Masters. Absolutely wonderful. It, and this is, you were just sharing with me how much pleasure you have in helping other people. Mm-hmm. This is a big component of the holistic field. Yeah. If, if you're in it just for the money, first of all, you're not going to make a tremendous amount of money at this job anyway, but you'll put food on the table. But secondly... If you're doing it for the money and not for helping other people, then you're probably not going to be in it very long because it's not going to bring you the happiness that it will when you can help somebody. Somebody who really, really wants to heal or somebody who wants to learn something new, uh, to go deep inside of themselves and to open up on a, a physical, emotional, or spiritual level, then this is the path. Certainly has given me an awful lot of... Um, joy yeah yeah fulfillment is so important when i was in the oil patch it was the same thing i was just focusing on my personal development because all i could focus on was that or else i would go absolutely crazy just sitting there going these people are just complaining about everything and i don't understand how they're so miserable and i mean i'm sure some of them are happy but a lot of them were in a place where they didn't want to be but they had to be because of money, mm-hmm. right? And I was stuck in that boat as well because I was severely in debt. I was having a really tough time with uh, my personal finances and it's taken me until pretty much now to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But once I made that transition for myself, I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I have a bigger purpose in my life. And it's been such an incredible journey just watching the impact that I've been able to have on people's lives that I didn't know I was capable of doing until now. Absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were some of the big transitions that you had um, when it came to Reiki and healing? Yeah. Very, very good question. I always go back to, this wasn't the pivotal one, but it was one of the big ones that happened. Um, I went on a week-long retreat to the Overlander Lodge in Jasper, just outside the, the Jasper Gates there. And we did about 10 or 15 different workshops, all in the, the modalities of uh, personal healing, personal growth, mm-hmm. and they were all fantastic. But there was one I wanted to do more than anything else, and that was Firewalk. Oh. And... I've been very fortunate. I've done it uh, five times since. (laughs) And it it was a mind blower for me because when you physically do something yourself, you know it's not fake. And you can hear somebody else talk about it anecdotally, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But when you physically do it yourself. So on this particular day, it's it's a long story, but I'll bring it right down to the Reader's Digest version. I was 
standing at the edge of the fire pit and there was literally fire coming out of the, the, the corners of the pit. All the coals were white hot, not red hot, they were white hot. And I talked to a, a lady, her, her name was Mary, and she was an ex-nun, and she told me that she cured herself of cancer. Wow. It's the first time I'd ever heard anybody physically tell me about this. I'd heard it from other people. And she cured herself of cancer. So there I was ready to take my first step onto the hot coals. There's eight, eight paces across the coals. You try putting your hand on a, a burner on your stove eight times. Don't ask me how you do it because I still can't tell you. So I was just about ready to take my first step and I felt a tug on my sleeve. And it was Mary. And she said, Gary, have you gone? Have you walked yet? I said, no, I'm just going to now. She said, I can't. I said, you're kidding. I said, after what you've told me about curing yourself of fourth-stage cancer, I said, come on. I said, let's do this together. So I grabbed her hand and we walked across the fire together. Mm. Got to the other end, big hugs and a couple of tears here and there. And it suddenly dawned on me. In that moment, my ego was out of the window. I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for us. Yeah. To, to help Mary to overcome her fear. And it suddenly hit me like a ton of bricks. You'd asked what your path was and you'd just been shown. It's to help other people. Yes, of course, you're helping yourself in the moment. Absolutely. But if I can help somebody to overcome fear of walking on fire when they've already done it with curing themselves of cancer. So after that, I, I walked around about four times and did it because I wanted to get my money's worth. I wanted to figure out how I was walking on these coals without burning myself. And the next day, we found out that four or five people had actually burned themselves. Not that I was glad about that in the slightest, but in a way, it was verification that this was, there was no trickery here. Some people did get burnt and some didn't. And I can't say who, how, what, or why. And that was one of the pivotal things that pushed me along path that I went on was to say, if I can get this amount of pleasure and a fulfillment from helping other folks, as well as helping myself at the same time, then this is for me. Wow. That's incredible. I have never done a fire walk, but I have heard so much about it. And that's something that I would love to look into more for sure. So is there any reason that you think you didn't get burnt? You know, I asked that question. Okay, just before we walked, we were there's about 50 of us, and we we're in a room, and there was a lady standing in the corner who had already put a hand up when the facilitator said, Is anybody here firewalk before? And she did. So I went over and talked to her, and it wasn't until I was face to face with her that I realized she could have been my mother's sister. No way. Absolutely. The look, her face, hair, the whole nine yards. So I felt, you know, an attraction there. So I just said to her, you know, would you mind telling me how you knew that you weren't going to get burnt? And she just looked me straight in the eyes. And she just said to me, I just knew. And that was one of those other turning points. Whatever resistance I had in front, inside of me, just melted. It was just like water. And thought, oh. I'm not suggesting it's a higher power or anything like that. But when you have some sort of inside knowledge to know that something is going to be okay, and in that moment, all my resistance melted, and I just knew that would be okay. It's that confidence in yourself, right? It's crazy. It will be. Yeah. So how has 
doing workshops changed your life? Like actually being the teacher of these kind of workshops? Yeah, that, that's another wonderful question. As I say, I just finished a workshop this weekend and the delight that I guess, and I'm sure all instructors do, at seeing a person change over a period of time, however long the workshop's for, this one was 12 hours, to see the uh, maybe insecurities, the um, lack of confidence on some levels, and then all of a sudden, because of certain tools which you uh, introduce them to, and certain parts of the program which help them to go deep within themselves, and I'm a very much um, a physical uh, instructor, if you will. I don't do a lot of book work. I, I'd rather the people did hands-on experience, whatever we're talking about, whether it's meditation or I don't talk a lot about it. I go straight into it and hopefully and they pick it up and run with it themselves. So it, it gives me joy. Absolutely. Let's be brutally honest. It puts food on the table. Mm-hmm. And I love to see what they do with it afterwards. I love to see them fly and run. Mm-hmm. Usually we keep in touch on Facebook. Or that's about all I'm on in social media. <laughs> and it's lovely to see whoever it is opening up like a flower and, and, and taking strides themselves. And then at some point, if they wish to, there's no need to, but they become a facilitator or a workshop leader or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that really, yeah, does my heart a lot of good. I think that's the most powerful experience that you can give somebody is that confidence in themselves mm-hmm. that they know they've got someone to rely on as well. Someone who believes in them, who doesn't think they're crazy, mm-hmm. you know, because you get into the spiritual world and some people are like, Elena, you are crazy. Like, why do you wear crystals or, you know, angel card, what? And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. that's what helps me. And that's like mm-hmm. my meditation is my practice within myself where I can get deeper into my true belief in mm-hmm. uh, what is going to help me along my journey and connecting with myself, right? Mm-hmm. How has meditation changed your life? Oh, that's probably the best question you asked me <laughs> because uh, I've been very, very fortunate. I started to get into meditation in the early to mid-80s, um, just dabbling with it, really enjoying it. When I went on a few retreats and workshops and did some yoga, then yes, I was further introduced to meditation. But after I came back from Nelson and did my six-month course there, my teachers were actually what they call sannyasins, which is followers of uh, an Indian guru called Osho. And they were telling me all about this. I guess it was an ashram that they had in India. And it took me about five years to go. But I ended up going for five weeks. And I had the most incredible time there because you could meditate if you so wished from seven in the morning till about nine at night in one hour increments. So I went there on my own deliberately because I wanted to really get into it without too many distractions. So I did a 21 day silent retreat to start with. And that was very interesting because normally when you go somewhere and you have a little bit of an aha or a spiritual awakening, then you turn around to your buddies, your compatriots, and you tell them all about it. But when you decide not to do that, then you keep it deep inside yourself. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it's different because you're turning it over inside yourself all the time and coming up with different answers. It's very good. So because I did the five weeks at the ashram and I was meditating, I don't know, four or five times a day for an hour at a time, then that really took me over the limit, so to speak. 
Like I've never come back since then. I've never crossed the line back. Every time I meditate, it's, it's with the intention of going very deep. And uh, so that has helped me tremendously. Thank you remove your ego when you don't talk because you're not, you're not focused on what other people think about you. It's figuring out who you are and how it's affecting you and what you're going to take out of that and run with that is going to make the most impact personally with yourself. Absolutely. Not, I don't know if I'd be able to not talk for 21 days. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that once you try it, because you are interacting with other people, but you're just not speaking. It's just nonverbal. Yeah. It's not as if you're sitting on a mountaintop for 21 days. You're actually in amongst all the classes and, do, and eating and whatever, and dancing, whatever everybody else is doing, but you're just not speaking. And then after the 21 days, and that was my choice, by the way. You don't, you don't have to do that. I decided to do it because I was there on my own. And after the 21 days, when I took my little button off, which says, please respect me, I'm in silence, then I found I didn't have anything to say. Like I would say thank you to, to the server at the, at the kitchen or whatever, but I didn't sit down and have discussions. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I came back to so-called society and flew all the way home back to Fort Murray again that I started to interact verbally. But I found, my wife told me, it was probably a week or two before I was back to where I was before of having normal talks, but that was okay because mm-hmm. you've got to live do way where you are, obviously. But yeah, it really, really helped me out. I suggest everybody goes. You learn so much about yourself on just these transformational journeys as well, right? When you go with the intention to change who you are, the way that you look at something, or even just how you perceive yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Um, As I say, I think I have a hard time going into something for 21 days but not speaking. But like you said, if you have that intention already set that, okay, I'm going to go in and do all of this meditation, this healing work on myself to discover who I am, Mm -hmm. you kind of fully remove your ego because you're not worried about what other people are thinking of you. Because you're not trying to make people like you. You're not trying to, you know, you're Mm -hmm. just being, being Mm -hmm. present. And I think too many people don't focus on the present self. They focus on the past or they focus on the future. And that's what makes people unhappy. Absolutely. I find myself anytime I go back to, Oh, that was stupid. Why did I do that last week or something that I get miserable Mm -hmm. or like upset with myself. Mm -hmm. And then if you reflect back on, okay, instead of doing that, what lessons did I learn? How can I implement this so that that doesn't happen again? Right. So the other night I went out and had one too many glasses of wine, Mm -hmm. wasn't feeling so good the next day. Right. And that's a lesson learned. Okay, maybe next time, don't do that. Like, know your limits, stay within it. And I spent the whole day sleeping, but I was like, I can't even function. And why did I do this to myself, you know? And then I spent a couple hours editing my podcast and just doing the stuff that I know is going to help me in the next day, building that confidence in myself. Like, okay, I might've messed up yesterday, Mm -hmm. but today's a new day right? Today's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. The next day, you know, every single day from here on out, I don't have to relive the way that I was that day. You know, absolutely. That was then. This is now. Exactly. How do you find that living in the present changes people's perception? I think exactly what you were just saying, because if we dwell too much on the past, it's not that we can't use that as a a teaching tool and a stepping stone for things that we maybe want to change about ourselves, but not dwelling on it, not 
being in it for hours on end and bringing all that yucky feeling with us. So making a mistake, learning from it, and then moving on. And being in the present is amazing. I'm not saying I'm there all the time, absolutely. But that's that's my focus, is to try and be exactly where I am at any given time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. How do you use the law of attraction to better your life? I love your questions. Um, I was very fortunate. I went to um, Vancouver about six years ago, I believe. Mm. And I took um, a certification in the law of attraction with Michael J. Lozier, who wrote one of the books called The Law of Attraction. Amazing guy. And uh, he put us through a lot of plays, if you will, about how you use the law of attraction. You had to get up in front of the group all the time. And Mm -hmm. it was really good. So... For me, the law of attraction is simple. It may not be easy. It's quite simple. We attract into our business, our life, whatever it is, what we put out. Exactly. The law law of attraction or the universe, whatever terms you want to use, doesn't have a conscience in the sense of it says, oh, Gary's had a lot of bad stuff lately. We want to give you some good stuff or vice versa. It's whatever I put out, I get back. So if I'm putting out negativity, then guess what? We're going to get more of the same. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I mean, we've, we've only got to say to ourselves, okay, just for today, I'm just going to sit down with a pencil and paper, and every time something negative happens, or what I call negative, just make a little check mark. And you'll see that you've got 10 or 15 of them. You think, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I got out of bed in a bad mood this morning. You know, and it went downhill from that. But when we seed ourselves for success for the day, because of the energy we're putting out is very positive, then a lot of doors are open to us. And if we put a lot of positive check marks there, it's kind of a proof to us that, yeah, my job is to stay as positive as possible. Not Pollyanna sunglasses deal, but the more positive I am in everything that I do, then the likelihood of more positive stuff coming to me is very great. So if you are starting your morning out on a bad note, Mm -hmm. what can you do to transition out of that? Great. I I teach a three-hour workshop on the law of attraction, and one of the things I do is I give people a button, and it's called, so what do you want? So in other words, if you're in a a series of um, negative decisions, whatever it may be, and you're saying, oh, God, I've got to get out of this. This is terrible. This is terrible. What we do is we ask you to press a mental button in your mind and say, okay, so what do you want? So you could say, let's let's pick finance for a moment. You could say that um, my finances are so bad and um, I'm behind on the rent, uh, haven't got enough money for food, whatever the sad case may be. And this is a truth. You're not making this up. So if you keep saying those same words, you know, I haven't got this, I've got a lack of that, then you're actually attracting more of that into your life. Mm -hmm. So if you press the button and say, so what do I want? What I want is to have a full cupboard. What I want is to have enough money coming in to pay my rent without being behind all the time. What I want is is a decent job so that I can uh, pay for the kids, whatever it may be. So you're actually saying exactly the same thing either time. In one, you're saying all the so-called negative things that are happening to you. But in the other, you're still saying, I I, I want to attract this to me, but you're saying it in a very positive manner. Let me just um, give you a very quick example here. 
Remember Mother Teresa? Mm -hmm. Well, she had a famous saying there where she said, if you want me to come to an anti-war rally, she said, I won't be there. So, but if you ask me to come to a peace rally, I'll be the first one there. So basically, she's saying exactly the same thing. Down with war, down with war, or I want peace, I want peace. It's basically the same thing. But the whole energy is so different between the two. Exactly. So what she did, without knowing it, she pressed her own, so what do I want button, and she went from negativity to positivity in exactly the same situation. Uh-huh. And that's what it we attract to us is when we change it over to the positive. I love it. Mm-hmm. So how do people get access to your seminars? Um, on my website, on my Facebook business page, more than anything. I usually do about 12 workshops a year, different, different varieties, and I'll advertise on that, or I do um, a big mail out on Facebook to say this workshop's happening at this time, et cetera. And then obviously mm-hmm. we just messenger each other there. So how do people get access to your Facebook? Gary John. Just search your name. Just search my name. Search Gary, Gary John. Gary John. And you also have your Quantum Holistic Arts website as well, right? I do have the website. And as I was sharing with you before, very exciting. As of this very morning, I've just, uh, my website tech guy has just uh, put eight of my 30-minute meditations online for a fee. And you can go to the website, quantumholisticarts.ca. And um, if you wish, you can look through there and see all my different modalities that I do. And if you want to click on to shop, then you'll find that these uh, meditations are there for a fee and you can buy them online. That's very cool. I love it. I look forward to uh, getting more into that for sure. Thank you very, very much for taking your time out today to be a part of our podcast. I look forward to having other people reach out to you as well and potentially having a team building uh, meditation exercise or something along those lines with you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Elena. This, This is really beautiful. Have a great day.